for how much you love me, O God. And I can open my mouth with praise and thanksgiving because of your great love. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the book it is written. Don't ever forget. It's written. Amen. Jesus loves even me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. Don't ever forget that. No matter how far you stray, no matter how where you go, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. To the book of Hosea this morning, chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7, verse 1 through verse 10. When I would have healed Israel. Everybody there? It's in the Old Testament, brother, to move. <laughs> I just have to give him a hard time. Amen. Hosea chapter 7, verse 1. When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquities of Ephraim was discovered. And the wickedness of Samaria. For they committed falsehood, and the thief cometh in, and the troops, troop of robbers spoiled without. And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doing has beset them about. They are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness, and the prince with their lies. They are all adulterers as an oven heated by the baker who ceases from rising after he kneadeth the dough until it be leavened. In the day of our king, the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hands with scorners, for they have made ready their hearts like an oven while they lie in wait. The bakers sleep all the night. In the morning it burneth as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven, and have devoured their judges, or their kings are fallen. There is none among them that calleth unto him. Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a kick not turned. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here, and there upon him. Yet he knoweth it not. And the pride of Israel testified to his face. And they did not return to the Lord their God. Nor seek him for all this. Amen. And I want to talk to you today from this thought. A cake not turned. A cake not turned. Father, we thank you again for your presence. So God, we thank you Jesus for your goodness. And we're asking you, God, to give us wisdom, give us knowledge and understanding and insight, God, that when we leave this place, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed to serve you in purity of heart. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. A cake not turn. Amen. When you look at the book of Hosea, amen, we know that Hosea, God uses Hosea's writing here to display and to show Israel's sin. 
He has Hosea to marry Goma, which turns out to be a prostitute. And it's through this analogy that God uses to show how the nation of Israel is constantly fornicating with the world and is going from them. You see, God was married to Israel. It's the same as you and I. When He calls us out of the world, we are to be His. We are to be committed to God. We are to serve Him, the Bible tells us, with all our heart mind, soul, and strength. No matter what takes place, no matter what comes in our lives, we are to serve Him and to love Him and to be faithful to Him. The Bible tells us that God is faithful. And if God is faithful to us, He wants us to be faithful to Him. The Lord says through Hosea, He says, I would have healed Israel, but then all of a sudden I realized that there's iniquity was discovered in Ephraim and and Samaria, amen, as well. And so therefore, we have to realize and see that your sins can affect someone else uh, from being what God is trying to accomplish and to do in their lives as well. The book of Hosea in this minor prophet, it gives us that insight of how God really wants to love us, amen. And we see as you read it, the overall thing, uh, as the theme as you look at Hosea, is that God desires to heal and to save. Amen. That's the overall thing about the book of Hosea. And God wants to bring them back to Him because they had wandered away from the time that Israel had came out of Egypt. Amen. And they came through the wilderness. They began to complain. They began to murmur. They failed to realize that God loved them. That what He was doing for them and trying to show them was to bring them into the promise of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wanted to show them how much he loved them. And the Bible lets us know that those things that was written for was written for our example that we too should not do what they did. But we need to realize that God loves us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But God allowed them to suffer, amen, because they turned their back on Him. The Bible lets us know that they went whoring after other gods. They did not commit themselves to the love of God. As Moses told the children of Israel, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Everything we see with the church and Israel and you and I is a relationship of a marriage relationship. And we're to bind this thing together. Our relationship with God should be sealed. It should be intact from the time He pulls us out of the world. From the time we're baptized in His name. From the time we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Nothing should be able, Paul says, to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We should walk with Him hand to hand. We should be able to be as John, to lean on His bosom and feel his heartbeat. We should be able to say, this is my beloved, and I am loved by my beloved. Out of all the songs we should be able to sing, we should be able to sing, I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Amen. We should not allow anything to come between our relationship with God, no matter how good, no matter how bad, no matter how much I got, no matter how much I don't have, nothing should be able to separate me from His 
love. And the book of Hosea is trying to show us how they turned their back on God. They went whoring after other gods when he told them that they would fall by their way. Amen. If they followed that same pathway. Amen. And this is an example. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, I would not that you should be ignorant, brother, how all our fathers was under the cloud and they passed through the sea. They all have the same spiritual meat and they all have the same spiritual drink. For they drink of that rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased uh, for they was overthrown in the wilderness. Amen. Because Israel turned their back on their lover. Amen. They turned their back against God. And as a result, 23,000 fell in one day in the wilderness. Praise God. Stay with me. Amen. Solomon would write, My son, Proverbs chapter 7, My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Say to wisdom, Thou art my sister. And call understanding thy kinswoman. That they may keep thee from the strange woman. From the stranger that were flattered with their words. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement. And beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youth, the young man bored of understanding. Passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way of her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, subtle in heart, and she's loud and stubborn, and her feet abide not in her house. Does she without uh, in the streets, and shall lay in wait at every corner. So she caught him, and she kissed him, and with an imputed face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligent to seek thee, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with cover of tasperistry and carved works with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of loves at, at, until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love for the good man that is not at home. He's gone a long journey. He have taken a bag of money with him and will come home in the day appointed with our much first speech. She causes him to yell with the flattering of her lips. She forces him. He goes up there straight ways and the ox goes to the swamp or as a food to the correction of the starks until a dart strike through his liver and a bird hasten to the snare and know not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now therefore you children and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her path for she have cast down many wounded yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death. In other words what Solomon is saying is the world will kill you. He uses the analogy of a harlot, the world, to show you and I that if we're not careful, it will kill us. 
And this is what Israel found themselves. Amen. They went a whore and they went fornicating with the world around them. Other nations which God had told them not to have anything to do with them. Because he told them that they would take on their ways. Amen. And they would cause them to go away from him. I come to tell you today, the world will make you go away. Or cause you to go away from the God that you love. Amen. The God that have delivered you. The God have set you free. The world will pull you. It will tug at you. It will pull you further and further away from God. That's why we're called to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you to myself, and I will be a God unto you. Amen. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. Paul would go on and write to the church at Corinth. Amen. And he begins to tell them, now these things happen for an example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be your idolaters as was some of them as it is written. The people sat down and eat and drink and they rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them tempted Christ as some of them also tempted and was destroyed of the serpents. Amen. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and was destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen up to them for an example, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. First Corinthians 10. Wherefore let him that think he stand take heed lest he fall. The consequences of not being committed to God when he calls us out is devastating to a child of God. The results are overwhelming. It will put you in some state of torment and depression. It is be as you want to shout, mountains fall on me. Paul goes on and write to the church in Rome, chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For the invisible things from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man, to birds and the four-footed beasts and creeping things. Amen. Wherefore God gave them up unto uncleanliness through their lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. So He's trying to give us a clear picture. 
of don't go away. Don't go into the world. Amen. The Lord said through Hosea, he says, Ephraim is a cake not turned. In other words, you're done on one side and you're not done on the other. You're raw. Amen. And as a result, it's because you have not turned. Turn unto me. Look unto me, saith the Lord, and I will receive you. If there ever been a time that the children of God should be complete in Christ, it is now. Amen. We need to be totally submerged and complete in God. We see the handwriting on the door. We see the things that are happening in the world. We see the things that are coming down the pipeline. Jesus says, uh, when you see all these things coming upon the earth, He says, look up uh, for your redemption joy now. It is time that the children of Israel, amen, the church, uh, realize we've got to be done, uh, completely cooked through and through by the word of Almighty God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now is not the time to be half-hearted. Now is the time to be wholehearted in Jesus Christ. Isaiah says, when the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord set upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the serpents, having six wings, and with twain they covered their face, and with twain they covered their feet, and with twain they did fly. And they cried one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the door moved at Him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And He says, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips, for I dwell with the mix of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I'm here to tell you, Isaiah was only done on one side until he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And he realized, I've got to be done on the other side. He says, woe is me. I'm not ready. Amen. We've got to be complete. Paul says that we must be complete in him. Now is not the time to be half-hearted. Now is not the time to go back to the world. Now is not the time to dedicate yourself to the world. Now is the time to look up for your redemption is drawing nigh. For the coming of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Amen. I want to be ready. I want to be watching when the master call. I want to be watching. I want to hear. I don't want to be like the five foolish virgins and run out of my oil. I want to be burning bright for the coming of the Lord. And now is not the time for the Christian to be half-hearted. Now is the time to be full-hearted. Now is the time to be totally committed to the things of God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not now. It's not the time to say not today. Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. 
the God of your fathers, which is on the other side of the flood, or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now's the time to get sold out. Now's the time to get committed. Amen. Now's the time to have the eager and the zeal and the burning is deep down inside of you that says, for God I live and for God I die. Now is not the time to go away from the living water, but now is the time to draw nigh to the living water. As Isaiah said, oh, everyone that thirst, come ye to the water. And he that hath no money, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor with that which satisfied not? Hearken diligent unto me, and come unto me, and eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. God will draw to you if you draw nigh to him, if you resist him, amen, and go the other way, he's going to resist you and go the other way. But if you draw nigh to him, he will wrap his loving arms around you, and you'll be able to sing, I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves only me. Amen. If you don't love anybody else, I'm here to tell you, if you draw to him, he's going to love you. Praise God. Because he can't deny him his love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some people says, I tried once and fell. He's still able to save to the uttermost. He still can pull you out. Amen. Amen. If you say, I don't need a Savior, then you're condemned already. Amen. Praise God. You might as well prepare for where you're going. Amen. Praise God. It's not going to cost you too much to serve God. Amen. I want to be a cake this turn. Amen. Jesus related this same passage about Israel and how they was dealing. He comes with the sore in Mark chapter 4. Amen. And we know how Jesus began to talk about the sower went forth to sow seed. And then some fell, he said, among thorns. And he says, and the thorns raised up and they choked the word. Amen. And he gives you three things what choked the word. The first was the cares of life. The cares of life. And then he talks about the deceitfulness of riches. And then the third thing he said was because of the lust for many things. If you read that in first Mark chapter 4, I know all the Gospels uh, talk about the sore went forth, but Mark brings those three points out different than the other Gospel writers does. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of rich, and the lust for other things. Amen. Cares. Amen. See, when, when, you, when you, you allow the cares of this world... Uh, to get in there and you start being concerned and troubles and worries and anxieties and concerns start plaguing you. See, it, 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 it blocks the word from doing what God is trying to do in your life. See, because you're letting you, all these cares just keep building up and building up. You know, that's why the Bible tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. See, he don't want you to carry about those things. He don't want you to be worried about those things. Amen. He wants you to build that relationship and, and trust with him so that you know that he will do just as he says he's going to do. He wants your confidence in him. Amen. This is why you're casting 
casting all your cares upon the Lord. He cares for you. That's why he poured you out of darkness to the marvelous light. And so you want to allow him, amen, to take care of your cares. Don't you carry them. Amen. When you bring them, you leave them. And people say, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Amen. Because God is taking care of what I'm going through. Amen. I don't have to worry. I don't have time to fret because God has it all under control. I'm not going to let my cares plague me. Amen. I'm not going to be wary about tomorrow. I can't add one hair to my head. I can't make one black. I can't make one white. Even Jesus says the leper can't even change his spots. So what are you worried about? Amen. God has it all in control. This is why Solomon tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Amen. I know the things you have need of before you ever ask of me, saith the Lord. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seeds begging bread. Don't let the cares of life choke the word out of you. This will happen to you if you're not careful as a child of God. You get so wrapped up in your cares, you forget all about Jesus loves you. Amen. Deceitfulness of riches. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 24, No man can serve two masters. Either you're going to love one and hate the other, you're going to despise one and hold on the other. You cannot serve God in riches. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Amen. So don't allow the world system to keep pulling and tugging at you. Amen. You brought nothing in the world. You ain't taking it out. President Trump leaves. He ain't taking none of the stuff he's got with him. Bill Gates isn't taking anything with him. Steve Jobs went out of here. He ain't taking nothing with him. Amen. Somebody said, I've never seen a hearse filled with money going to the graveyard yet. So you can't take it with you. This, notice, he calls it, Jesus calls it deceitfulness of riches. Money is deceitful. See? It will trick you to give you that false sense of security. You can have a whole bunch of it this minute, and I'll be gone the next. Matter of fact, Scripture says it takes wings and Fly. <laughs> Maybe that's where all those commercials have the money flying. You know, it takes wings and fly. See, yes, we need money to live, but don't lose your life, and don't lose your health, and don't lose God over it. Amen. Don't allow these deceitfulness. Amen. To destroy the word and choke the word out of you. Because the word is life. And without the life, you can't live. I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. And then Jesus says the lust of things. Amen. Lust of things, status in life, material possession, travels, positions, degrees, careers, husbands, wives, children, gadgets, homes. All these things can choke it out of you. 
Don't let the world system plague you. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. He's trying to show us through Hosea how Israel went astray when he was trying to take care of them and love them and protect them. That's why everything you read in the New Testament, it just keeps saying these things was our example. Amen. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ. And so, therefore, we have to learn from their mistakes. Amen. This is what God is trying to show us. We have to learn the contentment of Almighty God. Amen. And not allow ourselves to be drawn and carried away by all diverse kinds of lust and things. Amen. We need to be done. Amen. Ephraim was a quick unturned. Amen. In other words, God says, hey, you're not done. That's why God doesn't like sushi. He cooks his fish. Read the scripture. <laughs> every, every time I read the scripture, he was cooking his fish. Uh, <laughs> I used to tell my Japanese brothers that all the time when I was in the missionary. They just crack up. Amen. <laughs> but that's the key. God wants us to be done. He wants us to be complete in him. Amen. He wants us to turn over. Amen. If you're not complete in him, that means you're only done on one side. See, if you can't make up your mind, that means you're only done on one side. You need to turn over the other side. And that turning over starts with repentance. It calls you to turn over uh, the other side and says, God, I want to be done completely through. God, whatever you have to do to me, amen, I want to be totally 100% complete in you. Amen. Because when this thing is all over, there's one word you want to hear him say is well done. Amen. Thy good and faithful servant. Amen. That's what you're looking for. Amen. And it starts with you building your relationship with Christ. Amen. And allow Him to continue to strengthen you as you walk with Him day in and day out. Let's stay in this morning. Amen. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you considered eternity? When is the last time you've considered eternity? If the Lord came right now, where would you spend the remainder of your life? Would you be in the smoking section or the non-smoking? Amen. We have to consider. Amen. Eternity. Because that's where we want to go, is to be with Him forever. If He loves me, then I want to be where my love is. Amen. That's where I want to be, is I want to be with Him. Not because I've been faithful. Amen. But because He loves me. And I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. I want to open these altars this morning. Amen. If you feel that you need to recommit, if you feel you're not completely done, 
Why don't you let him make you completely done today? Amen?